Our reading this evening comes from the book of John, chapter 15, verse 26. When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. All this I have told you so that you will not fall away. They will put you out of the synagogue. In fact, the time is coming when anyone who kills you will think they are offering a service to God. They will do such things because they have not known the Father or me. I have told you this so that when their time comes, you will remember that I warned you about them. I did not tell you this because from the beginning, because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me. None of you asks me, where are you going? Rather, you are filled with grief because I have said these things. But very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will prove the world to be in the, in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin. Because people do not believe in me about righteousness because I am going to the Father where you, can, where you can see me no longer and about judgment because the prince of this world now stands condemned. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, but when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I say the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening. Welcome to St. John's. Uh, if this is your first time here with us, my name is Aaron. I'm the assistant minister here. Uh, very warm welcome. And welcome to you too if you are streaming online. Um, if you still have your Bible with you, uh, to keep it open, we're on page 1084. That's right, 1084. Uh, let's pray. Father God, thank you for your Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, who testifies about you, about your Son Jesus so that by believing in him, we can know you and have eternal life. Would you open our hearts and our eyes to see the wonders of your love? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. When was the last time you felt you've been left on your own? And uh, you left on your own to face the world. Uh, and things are just impossible. And you didn't know how to move on. There are many, 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 many times uh, through our lives that we got ourselves into situations where we find things are just impossible. And I'm willing to bet some of you sitting here tonight might have felt that even just over this past week. Maybe you have a friend who studied so hard for the exams uh, but did terribly in, in, in his or her A-levels and they, just, they were just not sure if they would get into any universities. Maybe you are like my friend who got laid off from work unfairly 
because her colleague slandered against her, and the company believed lies of the slanderer. She had done her work so faithfully for so long. It almost felt impossible for her to move on. Uh, sometimes it might be because of your faith you were in such a difficult situation. And you've heard um, Chris read for us about the persecution Jesus promised us that we would face as followers of him. Uh, in fact, if you follow uh, mission, mission agencies like Open Doors, you, you might find that at least 7,000 people, 7,000 Christians get killed every year. And BBC back in 2019 uh, reported on, on this issue and saying Christian persecution is near genocide level. So it's how bad it is. It's about 15 people who believe in Jesus get killed every, every day. Or um, maybe you have a friend who, whom you've given up. Uh, you've tried so hard and so many times, but they're just so stubborn. And it just seemed so impossible for, for them to hear anything you say about Jesus. Or maybe we are like, like the disciples. They were given the most impossible task, changing the world by testifying about Jesus. Our passage today happens in the middle of a somewhat strange meal. Strange because it's Passover meal. And Passover celebration is supposed to be a feast, remembering God who saved his people. It's a celebration time, party time. But Jesus kept on surprising his disciples. Uh, as a teacher, their leader, he washed their feet. Then he commanded them to, to love one another. Then he talked about leaving them. And Jesus told them how they wouldn't understand everything just yet, but they will understand later. Then Jesus spoke about this advocate whom he will send. Uh, flip a page back and have a look with me, would you? Uh, so 1082, uh, chapter 14, verse 16. Jesus says here, the Father will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Then verse 17, this advocate, the spirit of truth, whom you know, because he lives with you and will be with you. Uh, please note here, when Jesus says God will give us another advocate, Jesus was saying that this, this another advocate is like him. And this advocate Jesus mentioned is not a it. Um, we, we argued about this in, in our youth group a couple weeks ago. Uh, Jesus said, he, the, the advocate, he, the Holy Spirit, um, he is the third person of Trinity. So please get this right. Uh, this advocate is the one who was going to come who will be with them forever to help them. But after briefly introducing this advocate to his disciples, Jesus then goes off the tangent and started talking about the importance of sticking close with him. It sounds, sounds a little weird, why, why he would just do that? But if you think about it, 
you and I probably, probably would do that when we want to introduce someone important, uh, someone who's very excited, that you, you're excited to meet. You wanted to introduce that person to someone else. Sometimes you also do that. We, we'd go off the tangent to say, to say something also very important, to provide details and insights to help them to get a, a more rounded picture of, the, of this person we are introducing them to. So this was what Jesus was doing. He told them that without staying connected with the vine, Jesus himself, uh, then as branches, they can do nothing. But then the flip side of being connected to Jesus is that the world will hate them because they hated Jesus first. And if it wasn't scary enough, Jesus also told the disciples how they will be persecuted or even killed. I guess the worst thing probably for them up to that point um, was that was hearing Jesus telling them about him leaving. And the fact that Jesus said, uh, look at verse 7 in chapter 16. Jesus said, it is for your good that I am going away. Seriously, Jesus? Wouldn't it be easier if you would just stay with us? You know, we'll follow you wherever you go, ride by your side, and soldier on. Now, we'd feel the same if we were to put, in, uh, put ourselves in the disciples' shoes, or more accurately, in, in their sandals. Um, if it was, it is if we, if we were given a task that we were, we were ready to give up even before we started. It is for your good that I am going away. Firstly, so that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will be with us and enables us to testify. Uh, it is good because if he doesn't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. While it was good to have Jesus by our side, after all, he is God in incarnate, God in, in the bodily form. How cool was that if you get to hang out with Jesus in person? But if Jesus had stayed in his human form, imagine how difficult it is for us to spend any decent amount of time with him. You know, you're trying to answer some tough questions, say Tom, Tom asked. Give me a sec, Tom. Hey, Jesus, can you come over to help me, please? And Jesus was like, dude, just hang tight there. Uh, I've got 30,000 more people waiting, and I, I will be with you as soon as I, I saw them out. Uh, when Jesus was still with his disciples feasting in the upper room in a house in Jerusalem, he couldn't possibly be with us here at St. John's. He is confined to one place at one time on earth. But Jesus said, when he goes, he will send the advocate to be with his disciples, to be with all of us, all at the same time. Uh, when, when Ruth and I first got married in New Zealand, we uh, moved to Hamilton. That's about two hours drive from, our old, uh, from where we lived back in Auckland. Um, now, my driver's license, 
allowed me to drive up to a, a two-ton lorry. And um, as a poor newlywed couple, I thought the best um, and the cheapest option was to, to rent a lorry and do a DIY move. But soon I found out lorries only come in manuals. Uh, the problem was I learned how to drive in automatics. I've never tried a stick up to that point, uh, let alone driving a manual lorry. Well, I, had, I had a few options. I could learn to drive a stick from reading books, or I could um, search on Google for the best manual car driving tips. Or I could find a, a YouTube channel to learn how to drive manual cars step by step. Or I could even do a video, a video chat with a professional driving teacher, driving uh, instructor, teaching me life on how to drive a manual car. But my friend Jason, he offered to help. He said, well, you want to sit next to me? Sorry, he will sit next to me while I learn how to drive. Uh, he will sit next to me in person. Of course, I said yes to his offer. Why wouldn't I? Now, God is like that. He doesn't just leave us with the best detailed instruction manual as if he is with us. But the Holy Spirit comes into our lives to guide and to empower us. He is with us. How cool is that? Uh, the Holy Spirit living in us, this is how uh, the omnipresent God is with us. A little hard to comprehend. But back in chapter 14, verse 23, if you want to flip back a page again, Jesus equates God, the Holy Spirit, dwelling in us, means God the Father and God the Son, Jesus himself, living in us. This is what he said. We will come to them and make our home with them. Fascinating, isn't it? So when, when you are facing difficulties, when you are testifying about Jesus, remember that Jesus is with you helping you in all the ways he had promised through his Holy Spirit. Secondly, the Holy Spirit comes to con convict the world. Uh, read, read with me from verse 8, back in chapter 16. When he, the advocate, the Holy Spirit comes, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. Well, let's back up a little bit. You can catch from the language from verse 26, the beginning of our passage today. Uh, you can read from, yeah, we can catch from verse 26 um, and also verse, verses 7 and 8 in chapter 16. The advocate is a legal language. Uh, the advocate, like someone speaking on your behalf, a legal helper in a courtroom defending you as you face persecution. But now, a bit of a gear shift. Now the Holy Spirit is like a prosecuting counsel, proving people to be in the wrong, persuading them that they haven't got their stuff right. You might be thinking, oh no, it sounded so negative. 
He's here to make us feel guilty. But let me, let me borrow my friend's illustration to help, help with us uh, to understand why it is actually good news. Imagine you, you're going camping and you, uh, you got a really nice and cozy tent set up. And to make things extra comfortable, you put a huge tarpaulin up above your tent to fend off the wind and rain and everything else. But a hurricane comes and it's pouring down with rain out there. But because the tarpaulin is so thick, you are not aware of anything that's happening out there. So you are completely unaware of the rain. Now the rain keeps on falling and the water gathers on the top of the tarpaulin as it rains. More and more and more until there are hundreds of gallons of water above your head. Until the tarpaulin gives away and crushing down upon you. But you know nothing of it. Imagine that your friend came running in telling you about what's going on out there and the peril you are in. You don't believe a word he says because you are dry and secure under the tent, under the tarpaulin. Then your friend grabs hold of uh, a sharp stick and starts poking holes. And some of the water began to trickle through. Little, bit of, little bits of water, not the full torrent. Little bits of water coming through to bring you the awareness of the peril you are in. Now Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come to do what he did, poking holes, so that the world might be convicted, proved wrong about sin, righteousness, and judgment. The Holy Spirit proved us to be in the wrong about sin because we did not hear Jesus when he brought us the awareness of our situation. We had not responded to God as we should have. We shrugged our shoulders and, said, and paid no attention. We ignored Jesus. About righteousness, our own righteousness, or the lack of it. Because it takes Jesus going to the Father via the cross to bring us to God. Yet we continue saying to ourselves, we're okay. It's all good. There's nothing wrong with us. We would we'll be all right before God without Jesus. And about judgment. That he will judge the world. The judgment of which the Spirit convicts the world of its spiritual blindness and how they've treated Jesus. Still doesn't sound so good, does it? Jesus says, it is good that Spirit comes to prove the world to be in the wrong because it gives us the opportunity to listen and to turn to him. Otherwise, he could have just let the world perish. The gracious work of the Holy Spirit to prove the world of, of the wrong is a huge blessing. Uh, the Spirit can change people on the inside, show them their need for Christ. The Spirit brought people to a place where they can repent. The friend you've previously written of, the Spirit can change him, can change them. Even, before, um, even for us who, who are believers already, the Holy Spirit presses upon us. Then we have the joy of repentance. 
It's a joy because when we finally realize we are wrong, now we can turn and carry on on the right direction. Finally, it is for our good, for your good that I go. Because, uh, follow me down to verses 12 and 13. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear, that, that, that is comprehend or understand. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. If you are a big movie fan like me, someone missed my movie quotes, um, you might remember this guy, Neil, from The Matrix. Um, without spoiling anything for you, if you still haven't watched this film, which is super old now, uh, basically, Neil lives in a fake world. I won't say much more. Fake world. And he thought, he was, he, he thought that fake world was, was the reality. Until one day, he met someone from, from the outside world. Now, Neil was offered a blue pill and a red pill. Choose the blue pill and the story ends. He wakes up as if nothing had happened. Believe whatever he wants to believe. Life goes on, as it were. He continues to live in the fake world. But taking the red pill, he sees the reality and, and ventures on to, um, to discover and to see what's actually real and to find out what really is out there. Uh, here from, from verse 12 onwards, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples, telling his disciples that the Spirit would come and help them understand what Jesus had previously said about Jesus himself as the truth, about what Jesus is about to, death, to do, uh, Jesus going to the cross, his death and his resurrection, so that later on they would understand what was happening. And we too can see and understand all that Jesus had revealed about God and about himself and also the things he later revealed to all the believers through his disciples. When we think about those friends we, wanted, we want to see coming, coming to faith, we know that they don't just come to know Jesus by magic. Um, they too need to, to hear or to see. And the good news is our God is not a God with a big stick who reveals the truth, convicts of our wrongdoings, then beat us with the stick to punish us. No, our God is not like that. Uh, the Spirit, the Spirit's work is to convince people of their guilt in order to lead them to Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that gracious? It is for our good. Jesus actually did go away, but via the cross, so that the Holy Spirit can come Jesus gave his life as a ransom. His death died under God's judgment for us. Now, it's only by him going away there will be good news. But we wouldn't be able to see it without the Spirit's help. If Jesus doesn't go through what he came to do, the Spirit would not come and we would still be living in peril, unaware of what would come. And that's the truth. 
So what's the invitation Jesus has for us? Um, if you are not a believer yet, um, but you are thinking, what Jesus said is growing on me. It's starting to, to make sense. Well, will you then maybe open the Bible and read about Jesus and what he had to say? Because the Bible is the means the Spirit will use to convict you of your guilt and lead you to Christ. Maybe you are already following Christ and you are thinking, I really want to know Christ better. I really want to know him. You know what? You got all the help you need. You have the Holy Spirit to guide you to grow in your understanding of who God is, who Jesus is, and what he had promised rather than living in doubts or fear. Maybe we as a church could encourage one another by asking each other if we are listening to, to the truth from the Bible. Maybe we could look out for anyone who's discouraged, who might have believed in any of the lies that they are abandoned, left alone, or feeling impossible to move on and come alongside them. Maybe there's a friend you've previously written off and thought there's no way they'd come to know Jesus and you want to start praying for them again. Keep on speaking about Jesus and expect the Holy Spirit to be at work. Let's have a moment of quiet. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit whom you sent to make Jesus known to us so that through our faith in Jesus we might come to know you and have eternal, eternal life. Thank you for entrusting us the task to also testify about Jesus so that we can bring glory to you by pointing people to him. Thank you that you didn't leave us on our own with such huge task, but through your Holy Spirit who directs and empowers us, we can live for you and have the strength and power to be witnesses for Christ. If it would help us, Lord, please would you allow us to see people convinced in their conscience of their wrongdoings before you and turn to you so that we also get to see the world experiencing the joy of repentance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.